Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer on episode 209 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to open the show today with a quote from cognitive neuroscientist Dr. Carmen Simon. Having the aspiration to be memorable is easy. The hard part is creating a crisp message you want others to articulate when you're no longer in the room. I started this podcast for two reasons, because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, thanks for joining me again. It's great to have you here. Before we get going on the show, I have a question for you. What do you get when you cross a dead iguana, an employee with a very rare medical condition, and the HR department in a high-end toilet factory? The answer is Crunch, my new play, which is having its world premiere at the Brighton Fringe. So this is a comedy inspired by a true event that I heard about when I was still working in HR back in 2016. It's taken me quite a while to get this play finished. And we had our first rehearsal last week, which is just as well as the tickets are now on sale. So if you're going to be in the UK in May and somewhere near Brighton and you fancy seeing some live theatre, then do come along, see the show and say hi. And I'll pop a link in the show notes so you can find out more about the show and book tickets if it floats your boat. Okay, well after that shameless plug for my play, let's get on with the podcast. Now, many speakers are failing to make an important distinction when they create a talk that inevitably costs them sales. So in this show, I'm sharing what that distinction is and what you need to do instead. And this is something that comes up regularly when I'm working with people on their signature talks and in their marketing too, because it's an easy trap to fall into. And very recently, it's come up when I've been working with one of the people going through my Nail Your Signature Talk in 60 Days program. Jackie is on a mission to make sure employees have the tools and understanding to manage their mental wellness, having experienced burnout herself. Although her programs are aimed at employees, her talk actually needs to be directed at the stakeholders in companies who actually commission and pay for the training or consultancy. And those stakeholders may even be two different people because often the person that wants to commission the work may have other stakeholders they themselves have to convince to sign it off financially. And this is so important, uh, a distinction that you need to be aware of and keep front of mind when you're creating your talk. It's easy to focus on the benefits and transformation that your work offers to the end user, perhaps the individual, and forget that you first have to sell the benefits and transformation for the organization or person that's actually commissioning the service or or product. So at the start of the program, Jackie and I spent a big proportion of time going deep 
into the thoughts and behaviours of those stakeholders in relation to the problem that she solves. And we worked out where they were starting from and what she needed to get them to believe in order to buy into the message that she was sharing. And where she struggled most was when it came to crafting the quick win teaching points in her talk. And she brought the teaching points for the individual employees around managing their mind and emotions rather than thinking about what was going to help the stakeholders who wanted to avoid the pitfalls uh, and tap into the big benefits on offer in tackling this issue. And there were a few more points where her content drifted into end user territory, but we were able to course correct and get the talk back on track. And with her continued focus on this important distinction, what she's ended up with is a powerful talk perfectly aimed at her target audience. It is also unique, creates a compelling platform for change across many dimensions, including financial ROI, and positions Jackie brilliantly to help the organisation make that change. And I can't wait to see her take it out on the road and use it to sell her message and services. Okay, though, so you might be thinking, though, uh, potentially that you're uncomfortable with the idea of selling when you speak, especially in the corporate arena. Well, there are a few things that I want to cover off here. First of all, I understand. I'm with you. I hate it when a talk is just a big sales pitch, when a, a speaker is all style and sleeves. And I know there's a lot of cheap sales tactics that people do have in their talks sometimes. However, whatever you're speaking about, whether it's a project and an idea or a product or a service, you are always aiming to get people to buy your stuff or buy into your message. But the way we want to do it when you're speaking, and this works even when it's a paid gig, is to gently guide the audience around the buying journey while still adding value and building the relationship throughout your talk. You're effectively making a compelling business case for change, showing people what they need to do, but also showing the challenges they may face going it alone. And this creates a gap that your thing fills. This is absolutely possible. And my guest in episode 200, Kay King, is proof of that. Now, Kay herself cannot bear the spammy sales tactics a lot of people use to push people towards the sale. And yet, as you'll hear in more detail in that episode, she converted 10% of her audience with her signature talk and no one in her audience felt sold to. Maybe you're also thinking, that's all very well, but I'm not sure which stakeholder I need to aim my talk at. Well, in order to work this out, I want you to first think about who in the organisation you think will feel the pain of this problem most. Is it the HR manager or the director, the finance director or the MD or a NED or a company secretary? Whoever it is, you need to sell to them first. You need to think about their fears and desires and speak to them in your content. 
then you need to consider whether they'll be able to make the decision to hire you autonomously or if they need to convince someone else who will sign the cheque. And if it's someone else, then your talk also needs to dismantle the objections they'll face when they want to take things forward uh, and convince this other person. Whether that's financial data, risk identification or something else, your job in your talk is to give them the ammunition to counter any concern raised to them by their stakeholders. Another thing that might be coming up for you is a concern that your content might end up being quite generic. For example, does it all come down to cost and productivity when you're selling to an organisation? Well, I can see why you might think that, but the way to avoid that happening is to really step into your primary stakeholder's shoes. And just the other day, I was working with a client who helps top execs turn around their performance. And we were working on the sales messaging for her product and talking about a particular case she'd worked on at another company. And this case was around an exec that was underperforming. Uh, he was the head of IT. And we explored what her stakeholders might have been concerned about in relation to losing that employee. Now, at the surface level, you've got the pain of recruitment and the disruption whilst the role is being filled again. But when you look more deeply, there are a whole raft of issues that having to fire a poor performing employee at this senior level generates. Potential litigation, reputational risk, knowledge drain, projects stalled, additional workload for others, time suck and all sorts. And then when you weigh up those costs against the cost of hiring a coach or consultant to get that person's performance back on track, well then it seems like a bargain. So you need to put yourself in your stakeholder's shoes, look at the problem through their eyes and it will not only make your content less generic but also massively more compelling. Now there's one company I know of that handles this issue of selling to a stakeholder that's different to your end user very well, and that is Social Media Examiner. Now, they hold an annual conference called Social Media Marketing World, and it's aimed primarily at marketers working for agencies and companies. Now, those guys over at Social Media Examiner know that whilst the marketer would no doubt love to attend the conference, it's normally in San Diego, it's, it sounds fantastic. That employee is going to have to sell it to their boss and make the business case for going. So what Social Media Examiner have done is create a document which people can download for free that does exactly that. Makes that business case for them. Makes it easy for them to present a compelling business case to their stakeholder. And I shared this tactic with one of the companies that I worked with. And since introducing something similar for one of their products, they've grown revenue for that product to 60,000. So there you go. I hope that's given you some help in avoiding a trap that can undermine your speaking success. And of course, if you want any help putting your signature talk together, then do hop over to saraharcher.co.uk and grab a one-to-one -one call with me. And here are your takeaways for this show. Always think about who you need to sell to 
And is there more than one stakeholder involved in the buying decision? Step into your audience's shoes to find that compelling argument for moving forward with your idea, product, project or service. You can absolutely sell without your audience feeling sold to. It's just a matter of crafting your talk so that it gently guides your audience around the buying journey and shows the gap that your thing fills. And once created with the right intention and care, this signature talk will become a powerful marketing asset you can reuse and repurpose time and again to grow your audience and income. That's it. So, you know, if this episode resonated with you, do let me know. And you can find me over on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. I think it's at Sarah Arch 15. And of course, if you enjoy the speaking club, please do leave a rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. Well, that's it from me again. Next week, I'll be back with part two of my interview with Dr. Claire Roberts, where she is sharing how she grew her YouTube channel to over 25,000 subscribers. It's going to be a good one. Until next time, thank you for listening. And don't you forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.